house is right there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're speeding. I think they're trying to make Britney Spears look bad the day before court. Justin Timberlake is racist? Justin Timberlake frequently called him the N-word. At Justin Timberlake's wedding, there was a video that was played. They went around and got people who they thought were vagrants or homeless or down in their luck. You were in this video. That makes me feel really bad. I feel they played on me. Jamie Lynn has internalized misogyny. You talk about how much you loved Justin. How did Britney and Justin's breakup affect you? That was so sad. Let's get into it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to the Let's Get Into It podcast with me, Sloan. There is so much I want to talk to you guys about today because a lot has been happening in Britney's world. I mean, there's a lot happening in the world in general. We just had Halloween. There are wars going on. There is so much for me to process. But today, I have only processed what's been going on with Britney Spears. And it seems like the police have processed her as well because there have been a few interactions she has had with the police and people are starting to wonder if she is being targeted by them. We all know how important it is for Britney to be able to drive. She's expressed that in her documentaries and in her book that she feels, you know, free if she can get up and leave and go wherever she wants to because she wasn't able to do that for so many years. But it seems like on October 6th, she was speeding off a little bit too fast. And the reason we know about this is because there has been body cam footage released of this interaction. It turns out this same officer pulled over Brittany back in September, but we will get to that because Brittany claims that she was driving over the speed limit because she really had to go pee. I totally understand what Brittany is alluding to because I've definitely had my car moments before. And there's the whole trick where you like go pee in a bottle, which unfortunately, TMI, embarrassingly enough, I've had a few bottle situations in my past. I actually wonder, like, can girls do that as well? I don't know. I mean, it's not a good look for sure. But it's also not a good look to be speeding. And, you know, even though Brittany is in the middle of nowhere, there happens to be a cop there, you know, kind of waiting for her. And she explains to the officer, we're going to watch some of this body cam footage, that she just really had to go to the bathroom. 
license right there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, pass on the double yellows. You can't do that. I'm so sorry. Do you have your license? Uh, my security at my house has my passport okay. and my driver's license. Okay. I just drove from Mexico. Okay. We're pulling in and out. It's about to come out right now. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, do you have any, like, photo ID or anything with your name on it? I, I know who you are, but... Um, yes, they have it. Okay, you really gotta carry it. Is there a reason why you don't carry it with you? No. And then here you go. Um, you're free to go. Just drive safely, okay? I like how the officer said that he knows who she is, but it was a really simple, minor, like, traffic interaction. She supposedly went over the two yellow lines, and that's what ended up getting her a ticket. I do want to admit, though, that it was kind of refreshing to see that Brittany was driving alone on her own accord. It doesn't seem like her security was following her because they weren't there on the scene because she didn't have her driver's license and registration. They had all that information, which is kind of scary that they have all that personal information and that she's driving around with without a license. But there are so many people who don't even think that Britney's like alive. I mean, there are so many conspiracy theorists who believe that she's like been cloned or it's not really her living her own life. But seeing her, you know, drive around and get like, you know, minor tickets, it kind of is relieving to me because it shows that she's a real person living a real life and just like going about her day. And while some people may be concerned that she doesn't have her information with her, she also explains that she was on a trip and that they were holding it for her. And when you are a celebrity, you know, life is different. But she's going to have to pay that $327 fine, which isn't much since she just signed a, or was she signed a huge book deal and it did really well. So I'm sure she's getting some other, you know, additional residuals on top of that. But one thing I did notice about this interaction is that she was like, just, I mean, clearly she didn't have her license and her information, but she also seemed a little unaware of like her address and things like that. And people were confused on this. I mean, I, maybe she just really had to pee that she could not think, but uh, I also understand like getting tensed up whenever you see police officers, because even though I appreciate the force, I'm also a little bit scared of them. Now, this moment where she was unsure of her address happened back in September during her first traffic pullover, and you can hear that she's on the phone with someone else asking them this information to give it to the officer, but when she spoke to this person more recently, she gave a different address, and it seemed like she was a little bit more confident at where she was staying. This is true. In the clip from September 10th, Britney Spears does not seem to know her own address. Ms. Spears, can I get your address? Okay, so it's quiet because somebody is telling him the address now, but she just said, what's the address? Um, is that considered a thousand oaks? And then what's the zip code? What's even more baffling than Brittany not knowing her address in that clip from September is that in October she was pulled over and she gave a whole different address in Westlake. What's your uh, address out here? Do you your address out here? It's blank because she's telling him, but notice that he's about to be confused because he knows that her address is in Thousand Oaks. Uh, okay. Are you, sure? Are you sure that's what it is? Is that considered um, Thousand Oaks or is it Newbury Park or Westlake? And do you know the zip code by any chance? Do you know this? You can tell the officer was really confused by that because he knows that she lives in Thousand Oaks. That's where her house is. And when she gives him a Westlake address, he's like, are you sure? I don't know if that could be like a lawyer's address or an address to like some kind of business manager. So clearly the officer was stumbled on the address switch and we really don't know whose address she was giving. But something to note was that back in September when she was pulled over, she also didn't have her license or her registration. So I don't know who her team is, but it seems like they're setting her up for failure. And these two traffic 
stops are eerily similar because she was pulled over for going 60 miles per hour in a 40, and that's pretty much the same thing that she was pulled over for in October, which again is just like minor offenses. I don't think that there's any issue with her driving or there's a reason why she's speeding. I've been to Malibu and like Thousand Oaks and that area, and there's just like a lot of land, a lot of empty roads. She probably just thought she can go a little bit faster, but you know, you shouldn't risk it. During this interaction in September, he does explain that he gave her a break last time that he pulled her over, so it seems like this road is a reoccurring problem, but it is refreshing to see that Brittany doesn't operate in some snobby way. She is patient. She's, like, answering the questions. She's respectful. She's not, like, telling these people, like, you know, you know who I am. I'm Brittany Spears. Like, I can do whatever I want, which we've seen that before, especially in that one Reese Witherspoon arrest. I mean, she was chaotic, telling them that this is gonna be headline news, and do you know who I am? And it's just, like, that puts such a bad taste in my mouth, because these celebrities are never above the law. Speeding. Let me get your license, registration, insurance. Um, my license actually is um, with my security at home. Uh-huh. I don't have it with me right now at this moment. I'm so sorry, but it's like 10 minutes away. Um, you're going 60 and it's like a 45. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Please forgive me. Can, I get, your re- can I get your registration, insurance? Excuse me? Registration, insurance? Oh, I don't know. I, my, all my information is at my house. Okay. Do you have a, a valid license? I've stopped you before out here for speeding. I stopped you before out here for speeding. I gave you a break last time. Um. One thing that's interesting about this ticket is that she did have to, well, she didn't have to appear in court, but she had to send someone to appear in court to show proof of registration and insurance and proof of her ID. And it actually was on the same date that her book was released. So thank God she didn't have to go and appear. She can go and send a lawyer on her behalf. But it's interesting how those dates align. Now, it is interesting how these body cam footage videos are being released. And it does make me question if Jamie Spears, her father, has a plan in court. Because even, I believe, like, well, this comes out tomorrow. So yesterday, there was a court hearing to see if the judge will approve Jamie's request to have Brittany pay for his lawyer fees. So I think that they're trying to build a case against Brittany and maybe there's someone like an LAPD who's like working with the media to release these body cam footages because it all is so convenient for Brittany's father. I don't know. I find this all really suspicious that this has surfaced now when there's an important court date tomorrow. Remember my last video about court where I told you that Robin Greenhill and Lou Taylor have been dodging depositions for months? I think that these got leaked by someone on that team. I think they're trying to make Britney Spears look bad the day before court. Because one of these clips is like a month and a half old and the other one is weeks old and it could have come out at any time, but why is it coming out the night before court? Feels to me like the leak is coming from inside the house. There have been other moments where Brittany has been pulled over for, you know, minor traffic offenses, which I, you know, knock on wood, but I don't think like I've been pulled over in a long time. I think it was college and I was going like literally like six over. Um, that cop was definitely not cool and I had to pay the ticket, but yeah, I like never personally speed because I'm just like already so scared driving in LA. I don't even want to risk it. There's no place I need to be sooner to, you know, bypass these people who are frantically getting on the road. And I'm not saying Brittany is that person because she's driving in the middle of nowhere, but really in LA, the driving is incredible. And by incredible, I mean incredibly dangerous. Anytime you go to the grocery store, you're like risking your life in LA. But at this point, when Brittany first started to be able to drive, she was still in her 
conservatorship. It was kind of like towards the tail end of it. And she was super happy to get that ability again because she wasn't able to drive for over a decade. And I think she is still super grateful for her freedom and her ability to drive. So I hope that doesn't go anywhere. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. To be honest, I'm even surprised she wants to drive because like I said, driving gives me anxiety and she's had so many bad experiences behind the wheel where she's been targeted by paparazzi and it makes me think of like Princess Diana and how they killed her by trying to get a photo. I mean, can you imagine Brittany trying to drive around nowadays with the paparazzi swarming her? It just doesn't make sense and it's so incredibly scary. Can you imagine having all these people wanting to get a picture of you and then they're sticking their foot under the tire so they could try to get a check from you and claim that you injured them? I mean, it's just like a disturbing situation. Almost as disturbing as Justin Timberlake's past because last week we talked a little bit about that and his secret daughter. But this week I got a few tips and I thought I'd bring them to you guys because some people are talking about the fact that Justin used to use foul language and he would poke fun at homeless people. Now his ex-tour manager claimed that he used the Ensler frequently, and there was a $10 million lawsuit filed. Justin Timberlake wasn't just accused of cultural appropriation by Britney Spears, who claims in her bombshell memoir that her ex tried too hard to fit in with black artists. The band NSYNC, including Justin Timberlake, were sued by their former tour manager, who claims that Justin frequently used the Ensler. The reason why he's bringing this up is because he claims that he was fired for racial reasons, and later gave specific examples that he was targeted by Justin. So Justin's trying so hard to fit in, yet at the same time, he's disrespecting the people he works with. The former manager claims that he was fired in the year 2000 without any notice, and he had to constantly suffer these racial remarks and incidents and humiliation by these boys. Justin Timberlake is racist? No surprise there, considering that he made millions off of our people's culture. And this ain't no random person claiming this. When Justin Timberlake was in NSYNC, this was their tour manager. Oh, and the manager said it wasn't just once or twice. They said that Justin Timberlake frequently called him the N-word. He also said that the rest of the group got involved as well and that they all were racist. But why would a black tour manager keep on managing a racist group? NSYNC was the hottest group at the time. Who wouldn't want that money? But all money ain't good money. This tour manager said that they demanded a white tour manager with no skills and fired him on the spot for no cause. No reason, no justification other than 
He was black. Justin Timberlake made millions off us. Even used us to make his music sound better. Even used us to make him look better. That's the same thing with all these culture vultures. They racist in real life and they profit off us. It's always those people who are appropriating a certain culture who really do not actually respect it. And of course, he exploited that time and then use those people to his benefit while talking like mad crap to them which i just like i hate when celebrities are rude to their employees or um people they work with it just sounds like so terrible why would you like be in such a privileged place and then try to push other people down especially in the year 2000 he's at the top of his game i mean what does he get for bullying someone he would tell this man you insler ain't crap S word. Like, so you just say really like passive, like nasty things. And I guess this tour manager was expected to take it. The manager was with this band for four years and he claims that NSYNC put intense pressure on him to hire a white assistant with no experience and stripped him of some of his responsibilities, allegedly resigning the job duties to a white production manager who was junior to the tour manager, just trying to really get him out of there no matter how they have to do it. So hearing these allegations and how this man was targeted for his race. Hearing how Britney Spears explains that, you know, Justin would talk a certain way to try to fit in with certain people. It just like, oh, it makes me so cringe. I mean, even before learning about like these allegations on Justin Timberlake, I wasn't a big fan of him. And I think it just comes off really ingenuine. Can we talk about how cute Rihanna's mom is? How cute Rihanna's mom is. She's so proud of the icon. That hot? I mean, how hot was it in there that you had to sis. take your jacket off? What are you no, doing? I can't to him, sis? Sis. Yeah, she just, you know, sometimes I was you gotta go. let him know. I've been- even though Britney went through a tragic relationship with Justin, I think it was for the best because she doesn't deserve him. Actually, there's an old video of Britney defending her bodyguard because someone tried to use that slur against him and she wasn't having it. So they have very different morals and ethics, clearly. Here's that old video clip of Britney confronting someone who's disrespecting her team. Fury like a diva scorn. That's Britney Spears taking a romantic stroll with new boyfriend Kevin Federline in Marbella, Spain. But a bystander's comment pushes the pop star too far. Looks like Britney's ready to brawl. Her bodyguard actually has to hold her back. Spears settles for giving her offenders some toxic words of her own. Then Britney, Kevin, and the bodyguard walked away from the pain in Spain. So clearly, Britney and Justin are very different people. But I think Justin found his partner in life, Jessica, because their wedding had a very controversial moment. And they, you know, as a couple, they do a lot of charity work. A lot of these rich people do their charity work. And they, you know, assume that because they do that, they are good people or they should be respected as such but you know i see through that because i know when you donate money to charity it's like a tax write-off and it's really just one big toxic cycle but there's something really disturbing about this video shown at their wedding because they sold pictures for three hundred thousand dollars they had a a 6.5 million dollar italian wedding but one of their friends made a video 
essentially like mocking homeless people. So one of his friends decided that it'd be cute to get a bunch of like homeless people go and talk to them about this wedding and then record it and use it as something to poke fun to. Like, so these people are all in Italy, you know, whining and dining, the richest of the rich. And they're sitting here watching a video of homeless people and laughing at them. Just like, not like even really what they're saying, but just them in general. So their real estate friend also named Justin went to the streets and I guess recorded homeless people who like they were acting like were maybe Justin and Jessica's friends and they were saying how they couldn't make it to the ceremony. So trying to I guess make a joke that like Justin and Jessica are friends with these homeless people and they're like sending their you know warm wishes because they couldn't make it to Italy which just really isn't a funny joke. Homeless people are still people so using them as these props just like really puts a bad taste in my mouth. This video is eight minutes long but let's go ahead and react to a snippet of it together. I'll read some of the text on the screen for our audio listeners. It writes, Greetings from your Hollywood friends who just couldn't make it. They play a little music and they show a bunch of Jesse homeless people. Justin, I haven't seen y'all in a long time. My gift is in the mail. What would you like to tell them? Good luck and watch a man. <laughs> you gonna put your shirt on? Nah, I say you go skins. Justin, Jessica, it's me, Robert. Oh. you so really what we just saw were three different homeless people who were featured, very different people, and it seemed like this man was kind of like antagonizing them. I mean, even the one guy, he's like, oh yeah, don't put your shirt on. Just like trying to, again, like talk about this person's homelessness and try to make fun that Justin and Jessica would be friends with these people. Now, this video was in bad taste, and they tried very hard to keep it from the public. Actually, a lawyer threatened to immediately file a lawsuit if the video was publicized, as it would be infringing on this real estate agent Justin's rights. He's got the copyright to it, which is just really gross that they like made this mistake and then also threatened anyone to talk about it or to watch it. It's like, well, he put all this work into this video. Why don't we go and see what he's really about? People were upset on Twitter with VH1 tweeting. Yeah, we're sure Jessica Beale was thrilled about that hilarious homeless people video at her wedding. Another person writes, I am officially no longer a Justin Timberlake fan. I'm following you right now. Mocking the homeless is wrong. Of course, TMZ got involved and they tracked down one of the homeless men named Eddie, and he actually claims that he was paid. He said that he was given $40 to recite a few different lines, and he claims he didn't know what the footage was going to be used for, but in his statement, he said, that makes me feel really bad. I feel like they played on me. And that's true. I mean, he like, you know probably didn't think he was going to be made a mockery of in front of all these rich people at this Italian wedding where they're just laughing at his existence. Here's a clip of Eddie actually speaking to TMZ about this moment. At Justin Timberlake's wedding, there was a video that was played. The video was supposed to be, I suppose, funny. They went around and got people who they thought were vagrants or homeless or down in their luck. You were in this video. They have you on video uh, saying it to the camera and that you were, you know, uh, kind of a funny joke towards right. Justin Timberlake. We got it. It's you. But they took it and then they used it. Right? As sort of, yeah. As sort of like a, a, a goof. Uh, kind of on on you. What? Do you remember doing that, first of all? Yeah. Uh, I was walking down Camden one day and, uh, you know, a lot of people were familiar with me and like me and know me and stuff. You mm. know, they know I need a little help and stuff. Right. And uh, uh, one guy came up and said, hey, you know what? He said, man, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm bless you today. I'm going I'm to I'm look out for you, right? Uh -huh. He said, I, well, well, let me go get my camera. Right. So he, he go gets his camera, and he comes back, and he said, he said, I want you to say a few things 
with somebody I know that's going to get married. If I offended anyone on the other end, I apologize because it was a, a, a trick played on me. Right, right. They gave me some money to say. Do you remember how much they gave you? It wasn't much, you know, it's just like uh, maybe $40 or something. Oh, knowing that you were one of those people, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel really bad. I feel they played on me. And you are today dressed up, actively out there in this economy, searching for a job. Yeah. So our guy Eddie was dressed up trying to get a job. He seemed very coherent, very like, okay, like a good guy. And it makes me really sad, especially like hearing that this guy came up to him saying, I'm going to bless you today. Really? You didn't bless him at all. You exploited his existence and just made fun of him. And of course, this received a lot of backlash as it should. So Justin did issue an apology saying, I'd like to start off by saying, I don't live my life making fun of people. Of course, unless I'm on SNL. He is such... Ah, a dick. He said, especially those who are less fortunate or those in need. He said, back at home in Tennessee, we have a saying that everyone puts their pants on the same way. Hmm. He maintained that he had no part in the video or its creation. He had no idea if, of his existence. He had no contribution to it. It really wasn't his idea. So he's really just pushing it off to his friend and blaming him. And if this was my wedding, honestly, I probably would have, like, stopped it or I would have, like, really gone upset with that wedding planner because who would allow something so trashy to happen? Now let's switch gears because I want to talk a little bit about Jamie Lynn. We're still going to talk about Justin because I want you guys to understand how bad of a sister Jamie Lynn Spears is because she is like a sympathizer to all of Britney's abusers, her father, her ex-boyfriend, and it seems like no matter what, Jamie Lynn is trying to operate against Britney. I mean, Jamie Lynn was a little kid when Britney was dating Justin. She grew up around Justin and she became fond of him, which is okay, but we've learned a lot about their relationship from Britney, and if I was Britney's sibling, I wouldn't be supporting this man. So why does Jamie Lynn so ferociously support him over and over again? Even a decade later, she's doing interviews talking about how happy she was with him and really just like dismissing her sister's entire experience. Here's an interview she did to promote all, all of her projects, and she talks a little bit about Justin, and I just feel like betrayed for Britney. Um, you talk about how much you loved Justin. And swimming in the pool and having cookouts and stuff like that. Um, and you, but specifically about how he showed you, he was an example to you of like security, of a man who was generous mm -hmm. and loving and kind. Um, and I'm just curious if, if that is something that, do you know that he knew that, um, that he was that in your life? You know, I grew up as a baby is like kind of being like the little sidekick to the whole like you know the Mouseketeers yeah. whether it was that or my brother's football team or yeah, whatever yeah. it was and so I loved all of them because they all treated me so well and then you know I, I my Justin was a big part of my childhood and I always he he was he was just I always felt included and that was really nice mm -hmm. um that was just you know that was a fun time in my life I think we can all agree that Jamie Lynn's probably not going to win the award for Sister of the Year. We all know that Brittany and Jamie Lynn do not have a tight-knit relationship, and a lot of that stems from the lack of support that Brittany received from Jamie Lynn during her conservatorship. Jamie Lynn sat on the sidelines and texted Brittany and told her not to fight this, that she's not going to win, while her life and finances were controlled by their father. Brittany has long claimed that Jamie Lynn, as well as her entire family, did nothing to help her while she struggled. And now that everyone talking about Justin in this book, they're also talking about Jamie Lynn, and she went off to go and delete a tweet that praised Justin when he released a song about how 
Brittany should cry him a river after he forced her to abort their baby. Now, I don't know what Jamie Lynn knew, but in 2013, she posted a photo of herself as a child sitting on Justin's lap in the back of a car with Brittany by his side. She wrote, weird hearing your music as an adult. Ha, not only do I appreciate it, I get it. Hashtag cry me a river. Wow. I get it. I mean, how disrespectful can you be? Like, trying to say, oh, yeah, oh my gosh. Like, just, I mean, and also in 2013, Brittany was really, you know, in the mix of her conservatorship. It just seems so nasty of her to go and try to, like, you know, give him praise now. So much time later, it makes me think that maybe something happened to them in this moment that led for her to, like, go and tweet this and just, you know, lend her support. As we learned in Britney's book, she went through a lot as a child in a very dysfunctional family with a dysfunctional grandfather that, you know, ultimately became a dysfunctional father. And it was all just really and nasty and it makes me think that you know jamie lynn and Brittany look at their lives very differently because it seems like jamie lynn has kind of adopted this toxicity and she's really like okay with abusive people continuing to abuse other people like she was completely fine with this conservatorship she's completely fine with what justin put Brittany through and it makes me think that her brain is just like wired differently clearly it is because there's so many people who do not like her don't like her personality she's so off-putting and i think it's because no one can relate to how she thinks the dynamic between jamie lynn and Brittany has always just been like an interesting weird one to observe but it occurred to me it's a direct result of misogyny and here's why jamie lynn has internalized misogyny to the point and, and bought into the idea that like we're in direct competition with each other and there's obviously the sibling dynamic that they have going on but Brittany, who has been abused by men by the music industry by the press by society in general her own father had to deal with this dynamic her a sister who'd completely bought in to the idea of misogyny and that we all we can't celebrate each other's achievements and we're in direct competition with each other now when it came to that tweet in particular everyone even back in 2013 knew that it was wrong because she is kind of crossing her sister you know supporting this guy who is so publicly her ex jamie lynn did write that i hope you all know that my tweets are only to support my sister uh okay i mean what about your deleted tweet and she said at britney spears anything left over was to justin timberlake Okay. One person questioned Jamie Lynn on social media, writing, who would tweet this about essentially a diss track about your sister? Another person wrote, what a nasty thing to tweet. This is so evil. Jamie Lynn is talented at betrayal. I mean, it is not a good look to go and tweet this in support of Justin, but also to speak about your sister's relationship with him time and time again. It seems like Jamie Lynn thinks that she's some expert because she's Britney's sister, but it makes me think back to the time where I spoke to Britney's former manager sam lefty and he explained to me that these two aren't really like siblings like what you and i would think when we think of our siblings because you know they didn't grow up in the same home together britney was on tour as a child she was working when jamie lynn was born they've got like almost a decade of time between their age they really weren't ever in the same home hanging out growing up together so jamie lynn doesn't know britney 
So why is she over here doing a press tour talking about Britney's relationship and how she feels about it? And it's just, it's so weird because it's like almost, it makes me think of like one of my cousins who just doesn't, like, I don't know my cousins. Like I know some people are friends with their cousins. I don't know my cousins. So if like they were to go and speak on my behalf about my relationship, that would just freak me out. I want to be careful to ask this as most respectfully as possible. Mm -hmm. But do you ever, had you ever had, have you ever thought about what, how life might have been different had they stayed together? Have you ever thought about what um, the whole life world might thinks about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's just kind of like a pop culture fantasy. But at the end of the day, you know, what's meant to be is meant to be. So I know that. I know that's right. I know that's right. Brittany has explained in her book that Jamie Lynn tried to rush out her book, Things I Should Have Said, because she wanted to cash in on the Free Britney movement. And she probably wanted to release it before Britney released her book or was even going to come up with a book. Because imagine if Britney and Jamie Lynn's book came out at the same time, no one would buy Jamie Lynn's. I mean, people only bought Jamie Lynn's to see like what she really had to say. Personally, I did not buy it. I was sent it because I went on my email and I emailed the publishing company and I said, I've got a YouTube channel. It would be really great if I like reviewed the book before it came out. So I got it before it came out and then I burnt it. Then I burnt it to a crisp. I mean, it was already digitally leaked. They probably had a really bad publishing team handling that book. But I, I was surprised that Britney's wasn't leaked, to be honest, because books are leaked so often. But in Jamie Lynn's book, she felt the need to go and write about Justin and talk about how she was so sad over their breakup. I mean, imagine Britney had to go through this then she was broken up over text message. I mean, all he wrote was like, it's over. So, I mean, Jamie Lynn is so sad over this breakup, really just trying to direct any any attention that she can to herself. Jamie Lynn claims that she truly doesn't know the reason why the couple called it quits, but she does sympathize with her sister. So, um, yeah, I don't know if she did know about the the procedure. I mean, it really wasn't a procedure because they did it at home, but uh, I don't know if she knows that much about it. And honestly, if I was Brittany, like, I wouldn't be telling Jamie Lynn nothing. Jamie Lynn recounted how the struggles Brittany faced at the peak of her fame affected her, including her sister's high-profile relationship and breakup with Justin Timberlake. You write in the book, one of the first healthy male father figures in your life was Justin Timberlake. I remember him fondly because that was, like, probably, like, one of the best times in my whole family's life. You know, things were good and we were experiencing the good side of things. Jamie Lynn was about 10 when her sister and JT called it quits. How did Brittany and Justin's breakup affect you? I was so sad. I was so sad. I was so sad. I don't really know why I was so sad, but I was because, like, I think everybody thought it was forever. Everyone thought it was forever. I mean, how naive can you be? But you guys know that this is my podcast, and in my podcast, I just do what I want. So I'm going to talk about something that I want to talk about, which is kind of random and unrelated. But, like, I want to make a video about this. We couldn't really find any information, so maybe you guys can help me find information. Also, I know, like, if you've been watching this over video, you probably are like, what is going on with this finger? So I love the spinach and artichoke dip at Trader Joe's, and... I love to cook it in the microwave for like three minutes and then mix stuff into it and then like cook it again because I can't just eat like cheese. Like I need some protein in there. And ugh, recently I just like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put some crab meat in there. So I got really nice crab meat from the grocery store, opened up the can and I sliced my finger. And then last night I thought, okay, like I'll wrap it up. It'll be okay. Well, I woke up 
in the middle of this in my in my slumber and I was in pain because my finger hurt and my like little makeshift cast like came off and I was like dripping blood everywhere. I had to like clean my bedding. It was just like I'm actually filming in my bedroom right now and I just decided like let's switch it up. I don't know, like you know, the podcast is kind of like changing. I've got um some guests coming on in next week and the week after, but uh for now I'm just like just putting out this episode and wanting to talk about things that I like wouldn't talk about on my main channel. So yeah, we're in my bedroom and I've been trying to change the lights if you guys are watching like for the topic, but I'm so bad at all of that. Um, I'm really excited to when I move and I build out my real condo, I, I feel like I'm going to need some ideas on how we want it to look because I want to have like the podcast studio and the main studio in the same room. And yeah, so it's going to be interesting, but I need to talk about something that was interesting to me that I came across on social media and one of you guys emailed me about. Somebody sent me this email. Hey, I'm such a fan, by the way. Thank you. I literally just found out that Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian owned a nonprofit company called Animal Genetics Incorporated. The business filing said that it's a genetic DNA and health facility wanting to find a cure for COVID-19. The company dissolved in 2022, and I haven't seen Kim or Ariana express any friendship with each other, so I'm not sure what this is about. I mean, who really knew that Kim and Ariana were friends, let alone close enough to own a genetic health testing facility? Neither of them have any experience or qualifications to be in that business Ever. Okay, so when I saw this, I said, hold up, because I didn't realize the Kardashians and the Ariana Grande camp were close enough to be doing these kind of business deals together. I mean, we have seen that Kris Jenner was featured in Ariana Grande's music video at some point, but a genetic health like facility, a testing facility, that just sounds way far-fetched. I mean, it almost doesn't even sound real, but it is, and their company went away in 2022 after forming in 2020. On the screen, you can see there's some paperwork where you can see that both Ariana and Kim's names and business addresses are listed on this documentation. So were Kim and Ariana planning on like trying to cure COVID together? I doubt it, but they have their names listed all over these LLC documents and the company itself is just called Animal Genetics Incorporated. The reason why we know that their mission was to find a COVID-19 cure was because they put out a mission statement with the state of Missouri. This is getting so, so weird. Also, it's like, you know, I didn't think animals, I mean, I guess we're animals, right? But I didn't think animals got COVID. So are they trying to like find a cure for animals or are they trying to find a cure for us and they're just calling us animals? Someone wrote, why did Kim and Ariana privately attempt to find a cure for COVID-19 and called the company Animal Genetics Incorporated? Does this have anything to do with the history of the Kardashians missing pets? If you guys haven't seen my video about the Kardashian pets and how they're mistreated, how they've been missing, there is so much to unpack there. So I feel like like anything with animals, Kim should stay away because she doesn't like pets, she doesn't want them, and she doesn't treat them well. I mean, they just mysteriously disappear from their lives. It makes me question if these pets are part of their genetic facility. I mean, I'm sure they're not because their pets have gone missing years after years, but it's weird that, like, you know, Kim has tried to get into law. She's getting getting into, like, you know, clothes and uh, even kind of sports now. I heard that she was now the main, like, underwear provider for, like, the NBA or something. So she's got a lot of business ventures. But, like, science and COVID-19 and, like, you know, partnering with Ariana Grande just doesn't even seem real. Their corporation was set up as a nonprofit, and they wrote that it was intended to do genetic DNA and health testing to find a cure for COVID-19 in a safe and scientific environment 
environment for a solution to save the world. What's interesting is that when Ariana Grande filed her name with the paperwork, she actually listed an address that Kanye and Kim purchased a home at back in 2014 for $20 million. Kim didn't use that address herself. She actually used an address to a like business office in San Jose. So I don't know why Ariana Grande is using a different address. Also, I don't know if her middle name is Joan. This article questions whether it is. I'm assuming it probably is, but that's also the name of her mother. Looking at Google, it doesn't look like she has a middle name. So it's really bizarre that she would like list her middle name as Joan if she just doesn't even have one. So there's obviously more questions than answers. There's another guy who's listed on the business documents, only one other person named Jamie Gray, who's also an incorporator for Fur Lives Matter, another Missouri-based nonprofit. So maybe he had this idea that like Ariana and Kim could come together with him and create the cure for COVID and just get rich off of that. But it didn't last longer than two years and there was no other record of this company. So there wasn't a website made. There wasn't any other statements. It really was just established in Missouri as a nonprofit and that's what they did. Which makes me question if the IRS had a good look at this because I wonder if they used it to get exempt on something or what their real goal was. Because you know, Kim's pretty open with all of her business ventures. If she was trying to cure COVID-19, I'm pretty sure she would let the whole world know about it. Either way, there's something up here, and you guys know I love a good investigation. So if you guys have any other video ideas for me, either for a podcast or maybe for my main channel, here's my email below. <sighs> Today's Halloween, and in West Hollywood, there's a huge festival, so I'm super excited to go. If you guys dressed up for Halloween, comment below what you dressed up as, and also comment below like what you saw this year that you'd want to do next year, because I always do that. Like I see something I want, and then I'll make a notes app, and you know when the time comes, I'm always like forgetful, like what did I want to be, and then I have this notes app, and like actually today I'm like gonna be a basic costume just because last year I wanted to do it, like I thought everyone looked cute, and I was like you know what I want to do that this time, so um, I'm actually gonna dress up as a little Hooters boy. Which is so funny because when I was a kid, my parents used to take me to Hooters and I remember like being like, well, I don't know if I remember or if it's just like photographs, you know, what are those called when you like, I don't know if I actually remember, but I would go there and like, there'd be all the waitresses all dressed up and I'd be getting like fried pickles as a little like blonde boy, like so little, probably like, I think at that point I knew I was gay because when I would go there, I kind of felt uncomfortable. Maybe that's normal. I don't know. I just like kind of feel uncomfortable by the girls' outfits and like you can tell that they definitely like over sexualize in that environment. Um so as a little gay boy, I was like, oh, this doesn't make sense, but I like the chicken, I like the fried pickles, so I'm gonna go as a Hooters boy. I was like a pig this past weekend. I also had like a Power Ranger option and just like a wrestler outfit, but like I don't know, I'm just called to the Hooters because that was one I listed on my notes. Next year I want to do something more scary, like something like where I look like deadly. I don't know. But comment below what you guys are dressing up as, or if you saw any good ideas that you're like, oh, I'm taking that next year, make sure you make a notes of it. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Thank you to our sponsors, and I'll see you guys in next week's for a special, very special episode. Bye, guys. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.